Amen, amen, and amen. Well, please, before you see the greet your neighbor, say, hey, neighbor, how you doing? And you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Well, as you all can see, I am not Pastor Gregory. Most of you all know me. But if we have any first-time visitors, I do invite you to come back uh, on next Sunday. Our pastor will be back in the pulpit. I am Minister George Houston. I'm one of the ministers on staff here. In just a moment, I'll come down on the floor with you all because I'd like to look you all right in the face from the floor. So that if you're falling asleep, I can call you out like they did when I was growing up. How many of y'all grew up in a church where if you were sleeping, the pastor would just call you out? My mom's name is Maggie. And they'd be like, Maggie's boy, what you doing? Wake up. That's how it. So I won't call you out like that. But anyway, that's the kind of church I grew up in. If you put that graphic on the screen, I gave Minister Vince a graphic. They're going to load it up for us. While they're loading that graphic, please turn with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 14. Everyone, take a look at, at, at that graphic. How many of y'all had one of those? Raise your hand. Oh. I remember when I got my Blockbuster card, man, I was like, I felt like I was king of the world. I was young. I was like, I can now rent any movie I want to rent. Huh. How many of y'all remember going in a Blockbuster? You can leave that up there. Yes, sir. You, you went in. You remember like that movies would come out and you would go in Blockbuster. They had like 20 of them. And you'd go down the aisle, you'd hope that there was like a video behind the picture. The, you remember that? They'd put like the cover on front. But if, if the movie wasn't behind it, you couldn't check it out. Remember, y'all remember that? You remember, you remember that you'd have one price to check out the VCR tape. But if you didn't rewind it, they charge you more. <laughs> Man, think about how far we've come since then. At the height of that company, that company once had 60,000 employees, 9,000 stores, or places where you can check out videos. But where are they today? They're extinct. That company is extinct today. Are you all with First Chronicles chapter 14? I'm setting you up. Let's see where we're going with this. First Chronicles chapter 14, verse 8 says, And when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek God. No, I'm sorry, went up to seek David. And David heard of it and went out against them. Just a side nugget. Just because God gives you a word doesn't mean the devil won't start fighting you. Oh, Lord. Some of y'all are not ready for that. Verse 9. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So the Philistines, their army came up against David and God's army. And David inquired of God. If you have a a personal device like me, use the highlighter. Highlight the word inquired. If you have an old school uh, highlighter pen, however you want to do it, highlight that word inquired. All right. And David inquired of God saying, shall I go up against the Philistines and will thou deliver me? And will thou deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thine hand. All right? Verse 11. So David, so they came up to 
Y'all know that word. B-A-L. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Baal. And David smote them there. I'm moving on with the point. And David, sm- <laughs> and David smote them there. Then David said, God had broken in upon mine enemies by my hand like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore, they called that name of that place, yeah, that same word again. Moving on. But here's the point I want to get to, verse 12. And when they had left their gods, talking about the Philistines, David gave a commandment and said, and they burned up with fire all the, the, the gods of the Philistines. But listen, look, look at verse 13. And the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. You might, be, you might be in a situation where you defeated Satan, and then next verse, Satan comes right back. I'm going somewhere. So verse 13, and the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. So we saw up in verse 9 that the Philistines spread themselves in the valley of Repham. And verse 13, the Philistines went back to the same valley of Repham. Now, before we read the next verse, you would think, okay, Lord, I, I just prayed for, David just prayed to the Lord what to do up in verse uh, 9, and God told him to go up against them. So you would think that if Satan came the same way, that God would give him the same method to to defeat the Philistine. That's what you would think, right? Let's read the next verse. Verse 14, therefore David inquired again of God. And God said unto him, go not up after them, but turn around from them and come up against them, against the mulberry trees. God gave him fresh wisdom on how to defeat the enemy. The title of my sermon today is Fresh Wisdom. Fresh Wisdom. Some of us, we've in, we inquired of the Lord, we entreated of the Lord 20 years ago. Lord, what to do? And God gave us wisdom 20 years ago. But we have not inquired of the Lord since then on what to do. Fresh wisdom. Because even though God says he's the God that does not change, his wisdom does change. I like to say God's wisdom is progressive. The Blockbuster card, that company wasn't progressive. They did not change as the environment around them changed. God's word doesn't change, but his wisdom does. We just read the example there. David went one way, and let's finish it up. Verse, uh, verse 14, so God told David, don't go down into the valley, but go up against the mulberry trees. Now, I was not in the military, but I can almost guarantee that the Philistines went back down the valley, and they had something special set up for, for them a different way because they had just seen David's tactics just earlier, right? But God gave David a new tactic, a new way, fresh wisdom on how to defeat his enemy. Verse 15, and it shall be that when thou shalt hear a sound. So God's giving them even more wisdom. So this is God speaking, and God said, and it shall be when thou shalt hear a sound of going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt go out to battle, for God is gone forth before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. Long story short, David did what God said, and his enemy was defeated for that time. He needed fresh wisdom. You need 
I need, we all need fresh wisdom of God. And not just spiritually. We're talking about he was in a battle here. Some of us, we own companies. We are managers on jobs. No matter what we're doing, we need fresh wisdom on a daily basis because the environment, the environments that our companies are in, the environments that we live in are changing. And if you don't seek God, or as the Bible says here, David inquired of the Lord. He entreated God. Basically, he prayed. Oh, yeah, prayer, 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 prayer. But not just, notice that David told God what he needed, and then David stopped to listen and hear what God had to say. Fresh wisdom. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43. I can remember when I first moved to um, my wife and I, we bought our first house, moved out to Douglasville in 2000, and there was a blockbuster right on the street. You remember that, Tracy, you remember that, that blockbuster right on Chapel Hill? I can remember they built that blockbuster, man. We were in there, my wife and I, every weekend checking out movies. Every weekend checking out movies. I was a big fan of blockbuster. Isaiah chapter 43, it would be great if I got there. <clears throat> Fresh wisdom. Getting fresh wisdom from God is vital to your success in this life. Verse, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 15 says, I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. Thus said the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea. Thank you, Lord, for that. And a path in the mighty waters. Basically, God is like, look, 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 man. I'm not bound by anything. I'm not even bound by nature is what God is saying. <laughs> verse 16, thus said the Lord, which maketh the way in the sea. He says it again, and they path in the mighty waters, which bringeth forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as, as, as tow. Verse 18, remember ye not the former things. Oh. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. First of all, you know God is bad. God is, God is prophesying about himself. God is prophesying about himself. He says, he's telling us, don't forget, don't, don't remember the things of old, but I will do a new thing. Let me, let me encourage you. Listen, I don't care what your business is doing right now. I don't care what past success you had. If it's failing, look, God will do a new thing. But our part is going to get that fresh wisdom. Going to God, seeking God's face. Even if you're having a challenge in your body. Seeking God's face, Lord, I know what the doctor said. I know the doctor told me to do X, Y, Z. But, Father, let, give me some fresh wisdom on how to do this, Lord. Amen. Amen. God says, I will do a new thing. I love that. Um, praise the Lord. I will do a new thing. Verse 19, behold, I, he says it again. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. It shall, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Sweetheart, baby, baby boy, baby girl, I don't care what your situation looks like. God says he'll make a way in the wilderness. Amen. He'll cause a river to spring up in the desert. Amen. We might have some bad situations, but I don't think any of us are wanting a river in the desert like that. Amen. And if, and God did, God did that, how much more can God do for you? Amen. 
fre- but we need the fresh wisdom. We can't go with yesterday's methods. We can't do it. We can't go with just yesterday's wisdom. Now, there's one part I want to say about that, though. If God told you to do X, Y, Z, and you haven't done it yet, then you might want to go back to God and say, Lord, do you still want me to do that first? Praise the Lord. Anyone listening today? Turn with me to Exodus chapter 17. Exodus chapter 17. And this was interesting. I was praying to the Lord, you know, once I found out that I would be ministering this Sunday. And, I, I, and uh, to the dance ministry, thank you for what you all did. That was fantastic. The praise and worship team, man, they were definitely listening from God because their second song talked about our only wise God. And listen, as a believer, we're serving the most wise God. We're serving the most high God. But if we don't ever go to him for wisdom, then we're, we're living below our means. If God has all the wisdom, but we, we just want to do things our way, why even serve God? I mean, praise the Lord for fire insurance, but what about getting some of that wisdom on this earth? Let me tell you, you can have it. I'm going to change scriptures on you. Go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, one of my most favorite scriptures in the Bible. If you can find it in the Bible, you can lay your faith onto it. You can grab hold to that thing. This is so good right now. James chapter 1 verse 5 says, If any of you, if any of you lack wisdom, Can I, can, I, can I submit something to you? Sometimes we don't even know that we're lacking wisdom. Honestly, sometimes we don't even know that we're going by yesterday's methods. When I was working in corporate America, that was something that was very interesting, interesting about the companies I worked for. They made sure that they would give every employee a training budget every year. And then it was up to the employee to make sure they used that training budget every year. Now, there were some employees, you know, they figured, hey, I'm doing well. I'm at the top of my group. I don't need the new training. And there were others who took the time to go on, go on that one-week or two-week training. And, and, and they did that because they wanted their, their employees to, 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 to stay current on what was going on. As a matter of fact, a lot of companies, they create think tanks. Anybody heard of think tanks before? They create think tanks. They do studies because they want to make sure they stay current. Can I give you a secret? You have the best think tank on the side of you, on the inside of you that you could ever have. God knows what's coming up. God knows how this, how this world is going to change. I remember in 2000 when we bought our house in Douglasville, and then, you know, at that time the, the housing market was, was like white hot, right? And a lot of our neighbors, uh, some of our friends as well, they were refinancing and, and things like that. And think about how many of us refinanced our home, pulled cash out. We were living on the living high on the hog, right? And then four or five years later, and then we were like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do with this house? Remember the house that God gave us that, that we, you know, that we pulled cash out and then that, that interest rate changed, right, right? If we, if, if we would have sought God, God might have would have told us, how many of y'all learned something from that housing crisis? I learned a lot. 
One thing I would never, ever do again is refinance a house. I, I, it was, the, the, the original payment was so cheap already. I was like, why? we did it, and then we looked back at each other like, why did we even do that? You know what we were doing? We were following the, words, the world's wisdom. Any finance majors in the, in the room? Any people that do accounting in the room? Some of those accounting people, they told us, uh, it's okay for now, but if this happens, you're going to have this problem. We were like, man, my age, I had never ever seen a housing downturn. So what, I, what would I know anything about a housing downturn? 2006, 2007, 2008, our, whole, our street, our neighborhood, almost 80% of the houses in our starter neighborhood went into foreclosure. 80%. Ours didn't, praise God, thank God. <laughs> but... What I'm saying is a lot of us, we're following the world's wisdom. And we're not seeking God for his wisdom. Even from other believers, they might mean well. They might be wise in what they do. But we should always still seek God for his wisdom. James chapter 1, verse 5. It says, if any man or woman. Well, actually, I put man in it. Let me say it like, like, like it reads. If any of you say me. me. Say your name there. If any of you, George, lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally, liberally. And he will upbraid it, not meaning he will hold none of it back, and it shall be given unto him. The Amplified says, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or a circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously and without, re- without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. God is not holding any wisdom back from you. The question is, are you entreating him? Are you going to him? The world tells us that God doesn't really care about us. That God doesn't really care about our day-to-day happenings. That is a lie. God cares about what's going on in your life on a day-by-day basis. Why else would he leave us on the Listen, if we were only here to accept Jesus and go right to heaven, why are we still living? Why? Why are we still living if we're just going to go to heaven? And, then, and that was it. We're still here on this earth for a purpose. The primary purpose is to help other people come to know Jesus. Can I give you a secret? It's better to, to it's easier, let me say easier. It's easier to witness to someone when you're dominating them in the workplace. It's, easy to, it's easier to witness to someone when your company's on top. Because what does the world do? The world comes for you. They come, hey, 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 man, can you tell me why you're so, so, so successful? They're looking for natural wisdom. You tell them, it's because of God, man. I remember that song, it's the God in me. Remember that song? <laughs> I know all the ladies like, yeah, that, that was their jam back then. But they, every female, they knew that song frontwards and backwards. I pray, yeah, yeah, anyway, man. But Phil, it's the God in you. Imagine going to your boss. <laughs> Lord, it, please don't get offended by this. But you are supposed to have something on you that makes you attractive. Amen. To the, now, they won't understand what it is. It's up to you to tell them. But they should be like, hey, what? It's something about you. It's something about you. What is it? Why do they keep promoting you? Why do they fire everybody else and they keep you on the job? What is it about you? And when they ask you, you tell them. Don't be like, man, it, it was my degree from Harvard, and, and I, I, 
none against Harvard. I, w- I want my daughters to go there one day. N- n- none against Harvard. But understand where your wisdom is coming from. The best wisdom is when you're able to, oh, man, when you're able to take your, your, the natural and add God's super to that, and then you have supernatural. That's the best kind. Best kind. Some of us, we don't even know what to ask God for because we don't even know enough. Still go and ask God. Father, give me wisdom. I do it all the time. Verse 6. So once again, we're in James chapter 1. Verse 5, if any man lack, if any of you lack wisdom, you know, whenever I quote this, I always put my name in. I always say, Father, I lack wisdom. Give me, um, give me more wisdom, Father God, and hold it not back. That's, that's how you can turn scriptures into prayers. Verse 6, and the, but then the Bible gives some qualifiers. It says, but let him ask in faith, in faith, in faith, in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. This asking in faith, it's not super spiritual, people. It's not. He just wants you to be confident in his ability to get you the answer. He wants you to be confident in his ability to get you the answer. Amen? So I was studying, when I was studying about Blockbuster, because I found it very interesting that this company went from that many employees, 60,000 employees, 9,000 stores, and one of the first problems they had was they ignored when someone created a DVD. You know, at first it was just VCRs and someone created DVDs, they ignored it. Their exec said, we don't need to worry about DVDs. When your environment changes, that should be a sign to you to go back to, for, to God for more wisdom. Amen. When a company's, when your boss changes, oh, come on, come on. When your boss changes, you need to go back for wisdom. When your boss's boss changes, go back for wisdom. When a new competitor springs up right down the street from your company, <laughs> go back for wisdom. Amen? And so they, they chose to ignore the fact that DVDs were created. They chose to ignore the fact that the Internet was coming along, and they soon became extinct. God gave me this sentence. God said, we must change and seek wisdom or stop seeing victory. We must change and seek wisdom or stop seeing victory. I personally want to see victory every day. Personally. Turn with me to John chapter 15. Let's go into the New Testament and see what, what Jesus was saying about this topic. John chapter 15. Fresh wisdom. Praise God. John chapter 15. See where the Lord wants us to go today. You're going to find this this set of scriptures very interesting. John, what did I say? John 15? Yeah, John 15, verse 1. So we we see that if you have your Bibles out that it's red, it says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. All right? So Jesus, he's making an analogy between himself and vines, and we're going to see why he says that. He says, every branch in me, say your name right there, because you're in Jesus. Say, Say your name. All right. 
Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Uh Uh-oh. And every branch that beareth fruit, say, that's me. He purged it. He purged it. And it, that it might bring, more, bring forth more fruit. I'll read it from Amplified. It says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes it. So that it will bear more fruit, be even richer and, and finer fruit. What is he talking about? So if you're in Jesus, which most of you all are, because I know this is linked up church. A lot of us, we are believers. Then as we bear fruit, meaning as we have success... God will look for areas in your life to prune. All right, bringing up to today. Let me help you with, I have knockout rose bushes in my front yard. I love knockout rose bushes. They typically bloom from about March to about October. And, but when it comes wintertime, I cut them all, they'll grow like three or four feet a year. I cut them all the way back to about this high. I pruned them on purpose to get fresh growth out of them for the next year. When we go to God for fresh wisdom, God will give you wisdom about what you should take out of your life. Oh, we don't want to hear that. He will. Now, not that this life is not all about works, but there are some things in our life that is holding us back. Some of us, we're CEOs, CFOs, we're we're lead companies, we might be managers, whatever. We might be uh, just even be a, a driver for UPS. But while we're driving, we're trying to multitask. We might be in a UPS truck driving and we're trying to run our business on the side from the truck. God might be telling you, hey, don't do that. Or God might tell you, hey, while you're on the other company's time, don't steal time to do your own thing. Or God might tell you, look, son or daughter, I want you to read one book a month. Or, or, or maybe that person you're sleeping with may not be the best idea right now because they're not your husband or your wife. But even something smaller like, hey, listen, instead of spending an hour watching this show, how about you spend an hour with me? He's looking for heirs to prune so that you can bear even much more fruit. Bearing fruit just simply means so that you can be more successful. I'll tell a funny story about myself. Over the uh, Memorial Holiday weekend, you know, I, I haven't watched this TV show in the past, Empire, but they had an Empire um, marathon on. And we were, there was nothing on TV, so I, we, were walk, we were cleaning some parts of our house up, and I, I got to walking through, and I, I started watching it. And I found it interesting, some, some parts of the TV show, I, I, actually it was kind of funny, some errors. And can, can I tell on myself a little bit? One thing God pruned out of my life was cussing. You might not think that was, that was a cusser, but, man, I was a cusser big time. So I grew up in Texas, and I, grew, I went to college from 93 to 98. And in Texas at that time, there was this group called No Limit, Master P and his crew. <laughs> that was my music. That was my music. And I went from growing up in church to cussing every other word because I listened to that music. And I enjoyed it. Just telling on myself. Can I tell them? I'm, ta- I'm talking about me. So if you start saying some No Limit songs, I know them all. That was me. <laughs> Every Tuesday, I was at Best Buy because Tuesday is when new, new CDs drop. I was at Best Buy every Tuesday. And No Limit was dropping a CD every Tuesday. Yes, they were. So anyway, I got to cussing real bad. And real bad. My mom, will listen, mom I'm sorry. She will listen to this sermon on SoundCloud. I'm sorry. You never knew I did that, but I did that. 
<laughs> well, I'm going to be in trouble now. Thankfully, she lives in Texas, and she can't come get me tonight. <laughs> but when I, when I rededicated my life, one of the things God wanted me to work on was my potty mouth. And for me, if I keep hearing something, I'm just, I, I repeat it. That's just me. I don't know about you, but for me, so when I was listening, to, I mean, I would know words front to back, back. I would know all the songs. I have my favorite rapper. I won't say who it is. But I, I was really about the, it was all about the beats for me. I, I'm lying. It was the beats and the song. I mean, th- they weren't the best lyricists of all time, but their beats were hot. And I saw them when I was, in, I went to different campuses and we saw them live. I was just doing wrong. Just, just, I'm just talking about me when I was in college. That 93 seemed like so long ago. It, wasn't that, it don't seem like it was that long ago, but maybe it was. But anyway, when I got rededicated, God told me to work on my mouth. And fast forward to a couple weekends ago, we were watching that show, and they cussing everywhere. And I, I, something happened, and I almost said a cuss word, and I was like, oh, where'd that come from? I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. That came from four, five, six hours of Empire. Do they not cuss on that show? They cuss on that show? Actually, they cuss on regular TV, to be honest with you. But that show is even worse. I, I did not grow up a gangster. I did not grow up in a music household. I, so none of that attra- was attracted to me. But the show was interesting enough. I watched it enough. And I was like, man, where'd that come from? It's because God had pruned it before. But if you don't watch who you're around, oh, even though God has delivered you, you can recreate your old self. I'm just talking about me now. So God, so God helped me prune that. Yeah, I remember I, I, when I moved to Atlanta in 2000, no, 1998, Atlanta had this, this, there was this, this, uh, this store in Smyrna called Disco Round. Anybody remember that TV? That, uh, that, not TV show, that store, Disco Round. And Disco Round, you could go there, you could trade in your DVDs for money uh, and, and your CDs. And this is how God was working in my life. So I, I moved to Atlanta in 98. Remember, I told you, I was, every Tuesday, I was going to Best Buy to buy music that wasn't godly. And so by the time I graduated, I had probably 130, 140 CDs. And then I come into the church, and I get rededicated. And then God, God begins to work in me about things to prune out of my life. And so first God said cussing, and I was like, okay. And then God said, it's the music that's causing the cussing. I was like, don't mess with my music, God. This, this is... This is me and P right now. This, this, we, we fine. And then they signed Mystical, and, and it was just on and popping. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Just, I'm, I'm talking to the young people. Young people, raise your hand. Who, who remembers Mystical when he was on No Limits? Yeah, look, praise the Lord. And so they dropped an album. I mean, I didn't smoke weed, but they had a song about smoking weed, and I, I was singing it like I was smoking, and I wasn't. But I'm just saying, that song was... I'm giving you a testimony of what happens when God prunes you. So God said, George, it's the music that's causing some issues in your life. So I I moved to Atlanta. I got a job working for a company at the time called Anderson Consulting. My first project was downtown with a company at the time called Bell South. And I was working, y'all know where the Bell South, now it's the AT&T Tower is in Midtown. I was working in that building. I parked in a parking lot right next to the building. During the day, I come out, 
It was my first day on the job. I came out to my car, and my window busted out. All my CDs gone, my 12-inch my sub and my amp, my little... I, I was like, okay, Lord, I, I, I believe you were speaking... Sometimes God will take it away Amen. when you won't prune it willingly. Oh, I'm preaching. And so like a dummy, you know what I did? I jumped on uh, that next Tuesday. I was at Best Buy. Like, I need to get this song, this album, this album. And then I just realized, you know what? I can't recreate 130 of those. And this was me. War. God told me to get rid of it. I didn't want to get rid of it. The devil or well, Somebody stole it and somebody's enjoying my albums. And, and then I was like, oh, I want to get my sub back in my car. So I went and bought all the stuff. I didn't buy all the albums again. But I bought enough of them to where like a year later, God was like, I still told you to get rid of that stuff because it's causing your mouth to be potty. So eventually, you know how after you hit your head a couple times, you go, okay, Lord, I got it. I, I submit, Lord, I will do it. So I took all my CDs up to Disco Round. And they gave, I, I don't know how much money I spent, they didn't give me enough money for my CDs, I tell you that. <laughs> but, but when I did so, my life, at that time, the company I was working for went to a new level. To a new level. Jesus tells us that whom God loves, let me make sure I, I say, I'm going to make sure I say it right. Verse 3, verse 2, I'm sorry. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh. I'm not even going on that route because God loves you. If you're not bearing fruit, we, can, we have an altar call coming up in about 10 minutes or so. We'll get you cleaned up. All right. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth much fruit. And then verse 3, he tells us how. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. Spoken to you. When God gives you wisdom, so this is a two-part equation. Seek God for wisdom, and then when he gives it to you, obey. Amen. 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 And I, we, we are, we've, the, the Bible tells us faith without works is dead. Can I give you another? Wisdom without action is dead. We, we know some of those people, they're, they're so full of wisdom, they can't wait to tell you about all the wisdom that they have. If you bump into them, girl, girl I've been reading this book. They ain't done none of it. But they want to tell you the book. That <laughs> Some of y'all, hopefully you're not that person. But the Bible tells us that, that, that God will come through and purge us because he wants us to be even more successful. He wants us to bear even more fruit for him. That purging, what to purge comes from that fresh wisdom. But remember, God's standard is not the world's standard. So something might be acceptable from a worldly perspective or from the, the culture we live in perspective that's not acceptable with God. I'm not even talking about stuff that's, that and I gave the example of me cussing and, and stuff, but it could be other things that where God just wants you to, to make a little tweak. Some of y'all, you might be wondering, Father, why am I not seeing the victory that you promised me I'm supposed to have? And God's like, I told you what to do already. You just haven't done it yet. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need some fresh wisdom. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Last scripture today, turn with me to Exodus chapter 17. Or next to the last scripture. Let me see how I'm doing on time here. I'm on the floor. My clock is up here. Thank you. Exodus chapter 17. Fresh wisdom. Exodus 
Some of y'all was laughing at me because I like, yeah, yeah, I'm from Texas, and I don't care what East Coast rap was, what West Coast rap was. I'm telling you, Third Coast was the best. Mm. All right, some of y'all didn't get that. Don't Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I know we have some people from New York in here. They're like, what are you talking about, man? We couldn't listen to that. It, don't worry about it. <laughs> you like what you like, I like what I like. <clears throat> Exodus. What did I say go? Exodus. As you all can tell, I love ministering whenever I have the opportunity. But I also love giving you all the information that God gives me. <clears throat> Oh, this is a good one right here. Exodus chapter 17, verse 1. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the... Let me set it up because we're short on time. So this is... God has delivered the children of Israel. And God is walking them from... God has delivered them from from their captors. And now they're walking to the promised land. All right. But let's... So Moses is the leader. Let's watch how the people were treating the leader. And, and all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin and their journeys, uh, after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord, and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Say, that's a problem. Everybody say, problem. problem. No water. Wherefore, wherefore, the people did chide Moses. Basically, they were talking about him. The basically, the people said, give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, why chide ye with me? Why do you tempt the Lord? Basically, Moses was like, why are you messing with me? It's God that didn't give us water. Uh Uh-oh. And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses. Oh, I I can't go into that sermon. And said, wherefore is that that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt? Now, remember, they were in slavery. So now they're about to say, we would rather be in slavery than be in the the wilderness with no water. Ain't that interesting? (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's interesting right there. Verse 5, and the Lord said unto Moses, go on before the people and take with thee the elders of Israel and thy rod, wherewith thou smotest the river. So God basically tells him, wherewith, wherewith, talking about the rod, thou smotest the river, take in thy hand and go. Long story short, Moses took the rod. Moses, uh, uh, actually, let's read it. Hmm, I don't want to go ahead of myself. Verse 6, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb. Verse 6, and thou shalt smite the rock. So God's given him fresh wisdom. Smite the rock and there shall come from out of there shall come from the rock water out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders in, uh, of Israel. Basically, Moses did what God said. He smote the rock with his rod. Water came out. So God gave Moses fresh wisdom. God performed a miracle. The people did drink. Turn with me to last scripture, Numbers chapter 20. One last example to, to, for you all to take home with you. Numbers chapter 20. Fresh wisdom. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Numbers chapter 20. Um, We'll start with verse 1. So the first time they were thirsty and without water, God told Moses to smite the rock. Numbers chapter 20, verse 1 says, Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there. Miriam was Moses' sister and was buried there. And verse 2, here we go, got another problem. And there was no water. Say no water. For the congregation. And they gathered themselves once again together against Moses and against Aaron. 
And the people chode Moses. He chided with them. And once again, they contended with him. And they said, would God that we would die when our brethren die before the Lord? And why have you brought up, brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness that we and our cattle should die here? Those people were people of no faith, right? Even though they saw miracle after miracle after miracle, if they had any lack, they had no faith. Let's keep going. Verse 5, wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us into this evil place? So once again, they were in slavery in Egypt, but they were still mad about the fact that they were in an evil place that didn't have water. So they were saying, we would rather go back to Egypt and be in slavery, which I would say, no, no, no. But anyway, that's what they were saying. It is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle. So they went to go pray. And they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Uh, just a quick side, when you go to pray, the, Lord, the glory of, the, of God will show up to you. All right? Be confident in that. Verse 7, and the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Take thy rod, and gather thou the assembly together. And Aaron, thy brother, and speak, and speak ye into the rock, and speak you into the rock, and speak you unto the rock, before their eyes, and it shall go forth and bring forth water. So Moses... Just like we saw with David, Moses has the same problem twice. But God gives Moses different wisdom the second time around. God told Moses to speak to the rock. I don't have time to read it, but what what Moses did was Moses went to the rock and Moses disobeyed God. Moses took his rod and Moses swatted at the rock. You know what happened when he did that the first time? Nothing. Because he wasn't obeying God. So Moses took that same right, even though God told him, we read it in verse 9 where God told him to speak, he smote it. He disobeyed, even though God gave him wisdom. Remember I told you, it's a two-part equation, get the wisdom and obey the wisdom. He smote the rock. So then the second time he smote it and the water came out. But there was a consequence for disobeying God for Moses. Basically, he was defying God in front of God's people. No, that, that's a no, no. So it's, when God first prophesied to Moses, God said, I've called you to lead my people into the promised land. But this one decision to smite the rock instead of speaking to it like God said caused him to only get a chance to see the promised land. He never went in. The wisdom for us today is, and what I think what God wanted the people to see is, in our day and age, God tells us, speak to that mountain. Isn't that interesting? God's given us a preview in the Old Testament that he wants us to speak to our, our situations. Use the wisdom I give you and speak to your mountain. Speak to that mountain. I'm telling you, speak to your mountain. Go before the Lord, entreat the Lord, pray to God, and when God gives you wisdom, speak to that mountain. Do what God wants you to do. Don't disobey. Don't even go one little iota away from what he tells you to do. I don't care how crazy it looks. Moses had never seen someone speak to something before, and it happened. He had only seen someone smite the rod, and he had done it himself. So he did only what he was aware of. God will give you fresh wisdom that no one has ever seen. He'll give you a a, a fresh and new way of doing business. He'll give you a fresh and new way of making improvements on your job. He'll give you a fresh and new way of leading your projects. Whatever you're putting your hands on to, God will cause it to prosper when we have his fresh wisdom. 
How many people want to see success like they've never seen before? It's only when we seek God's wisdom. It's when we, we seek God's face. He's the king of all kings. Their song was awesome. He said, he's the only wise God. If you're not seeking wisdom from God, who are you seeking it from? Amen. Well, I'm done. All heads bowed, all eyes closed in prayer. Father God, I thank you for the people that pressed their way to the building today. Father, most of them knew that Pastor Gregory wasn't going to be here, but yet they still pressed their way anyway. So, Father God, give them a special blessing just because they pressed away and that their pastor wasn't here, Father. I commend them for that. Now, Lord God, we have people in the building today that may not know you. There might be someone in the room. You might be in a room today and you've never, ever received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior.